What's up, guys? We are back week 10, part 2 on the visor. As always, I am here with Blake and Connor. Connor to my left, Blake on the bottom. Today, we will be discussing over-unders for Thursday night's Colts-Titans game, questions from Twitter, and our Sunday showdown lineups on DraftKings. So, uh, first we will be talking about the Colts-Titans game, so I will give it to Blake for this one. Yeah, so like we've done in weeks past, we're just going to be going through some players, picking our over-under projections for uh, what we think their PPR total will end up to be. So, um, starting off on the Colts end of it, go with Phillip Rivers, who's got an over-under this week of 16.6. A pretty favorable matchup in Tennessee. And other than last week, he's kind of been doing all right with his fantasy games. So I think he's got a good chance of hitting the over this week. I'll take that. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the over on it as well. Um, I think this game, I, I think I took the over in it, actually. So I think it might actually be a decent scoring game. And, uh, I mean, the run game is okay for the Colts, but uh, Phillip Rivers, I, I think he'll hit the 16.6. Uh, Tennessee's kind of a run, or not a, a pass funnel defense. And... Even if a running back gets in the end zone, I think it'll be receiving. So, 16.6, not too bad. Yeah, 16.6 uh, isn't terrible for a quarterback. Easily attainable. But again, we're talking about Philip Rivers here. Uh, garbage quarterback. Um, you know, I'm uh, I'm going to keep riding the hate train on Philip Rivers. I'm going to go under. But uh, I think it's barely going to go under. I could see him getting like two touchdown passes. Um, but again, it's Philip Rivers. So, under. All right, moving on to the running back here. We got Jonathan Taylor, projection of 10.5. Um, I think this one could actually go either way. It's just whether he gets the touchdown, to be honest. Uh, he's not getting the the bell cow work that we thought he would be to this point in the season. And um, I'm just not confident in him right now, it's personally, because I, I even have him. So I'll take the under on this one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hammering the under on this, but uh, like you said, it kind of just depends on a touchdown. Because I think he'll, I mean, he would have enough work to where he would get more than 4.5 points, but if he just, if he gets in the end zone, it's it's basically game over for you. He's going to hit the over, but I'm I'm going with the under because I'm just, I'm really not impressed what with what's going on with him this year. Um, yeah, I'm actually, this, this one's kind of hard for me. Um, I think it's probably hard for a lot of people, especially, um, these past couple weeks with, uh, kind of a crowded backfield with Jordan Wilkins and, uh, Naeem Hines. Um, and then also obviously Jonathan Taylor don't really know who's going to get the workload here. Um, so I'm going to go with the under on this one as well. All right. So moving on to his wide receivers, we have Michael Pittman. Rookie wide receiver, um, his projection is eight points this week. So uh, what are we thinking here? He This should be his first game back off of injury. Uh, this is kind of a, a trap one for me. What do you guys think? Um, going, I'm going with Phillip Rivers over. So I think kind of correlating it, Michael Pittman's only at an eight. Like that, that's not 
much to hit at all. Um, is Michael Pittman a slot guy, or is he an outside guy? I'm actually not sure. Uh, he's an outside guy. Okay. Yeah, I think either way. Um, I'll go with the over because just could be just like solely because eight is such a low number. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of looking at uh, his stats um, from previous games here. Uh, doesn't really look like he's hit even that. I think he's only hit that one time so far this year. Um, so I'm gonna ride with the under on this one. So. I think I'm going to take the over, just kind of backing what Connor says. Um, since I took Philip Rivers over, there's there's got to be somebody that's going to be scoring the touchdowns, and I think Michael Pittman's, at the very least, going to get targeted enough to where he could very easily get, like, three catches, 55 yards, and hit the over on this. So stick with that. Moving on to his tight end, and the last player for the Colts that we're going to be covering is Mo Alley-Cox at a 6.4 projection. Um this is kind of a, a guessing game on which, which Colts tight end is it going to be. Is it going to be Jack Doyle, Moali Cox, Trey Burton? They they like to use, excuse me, like to use all three tight ends. So uh, I'll take the under on this one. I think it's going to be a Trey Burton week. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in the same boat, but uh, Jack Doyle is hurt this week. So... <laughs> Yeah, oh. that kind of that kind of makes it even more of a guessing game, honestly. But still, I th- this one's really tough, I think, for me, because like one of these tight ends, I feel like is going to get a touchdown. Like Mo Ali Cox or or Trey Burton will get a touchdown, and well, if he gets a touchdown, he he hits the over. Like it's mm-hmm. right there. Um, but I don't know. I I think. Uh it's tough. I'm thinking it's going to be Trey Burton, but it, this very well could go over. Yeah. If I was betting, I I wouldn't I wouldn't even touch Mo Ali Cox in in this instance. Um yeah, I'm I'm going to take the over on this one. Um just I mean all he needs is a 1-yard touchdown uh to hit that over and I think that's very doable. Said that Philip Rivers is could get like two touchdowns this game. Um, and one of them could very well go to Mo, Mo Cox. Uh, so I'm going to take the over for this one. All right. So moving on to the Tennessee Titans, going to be starting back at quarterback, Ryan Tannehill projection at 18 points. What do you, what do you guys think? Is it going to be a Derrick Henry week? Is it going to be a Ryan Tannehill week? It, it kind of seems like it's one or the other. Uh, yeah, this this is another tough one for me. Um, I know Ryan Tannehill last week didn't have 18 points, and it was a t- tough matchup against Chicago. And then this is another tough matchup for him. Um, I think even in the run game, it's a tough matchup, j- just like it was against Chicago. So, like, Derrick Henry won't really be able to get going, I don't think. So I, I think it's going to kind of rely on the passing game and the way that I'm projecting this game is that it's going to be more of a high scoring game than I think more, more people are going to think it is. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Ryan Tannehill over, but I'm, I'm really not confident in it whatsoever. 
Yeah, you know, um, this game I, I think is um, really tough to call. Um, I, I wouldn't be betting on this game whatsoever because it, like, it can go either way. I'm projecting it to go under, so um, I think I'm going to take the under for Ryan Tannehill this game, but I think it'll be barely under um, just strictly because uh, Colts' defense has been extremely dominant this year, so um, <coughs> I, I, I could see him going under this week. I completely agree with with you, Dylan. I think I think this is the the kind of game that Derrick Henry is the guy that they're really relying on, and Ryan Tannehill's more playing the play action like he was last week. He only had ten pass attempts last week. So historically, uh, on their playoff run that they made last year, Ryan Tannehill wasn't throwing that much, and they were still winning games. So I think that's kind of the formula that they use versus teams like kind of comparable to the uh, Ravens last year where they're trying to counteract a, um, offense, keep them off the field. And then that team also has a, a stellar defense, which is kind of like the Colts. Uh, Philip Rivers, obviously nowhere near Lamar, but um, yeah, I think, I think it's under for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, let's see, moving on to running back here. We got Derrick Henry. Uh, like I was saying, it's one of the others, so I'm going to be taking the over on this one. It's a projection of 18 points. I just think that he's he's the guy that they start to lean on when it gets to later in the season. That begins this week. Yeah, so <clears throat> with me picking Ryan Tannehill's over, I'm going to go with the under on Derrick Henry. Just kind of correlate that as one. If Ryan Tannehill is getting over 18 points, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Derrick Henry is not that involved, and he's not involved in the passing game. So, like, he, it's a very low chance that he would have, like, a receiving touchdown from Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he just he doesn't even get, like, dump-offs. He's barely in the game on third down whenever uh, Tennessee's in a third down situation. So... I don't know, his his low involvement in the passing game is really kind of making me go on go to the under on Derrick Henry. Yeah, um I'm I'm actually gonna go with the over on Derrick Henry because of the under on Ryan Tannehill. Um I, I think he didn't really have a great game last week against Chicago. Um I, I think they're gonna try and give him the ball more uh this week. I he only had like sixty some yards against Chicago last week. So uh, I I feel like whenever they kind of don't use Derrick Henry as much the game before, he always comes back with a big game next week. Um, I mean, like I said, Indianapolis defense is um, one of the best in the league. But uh, I, um, once it gets towards like the end of the year, it's uh, it's always Derrick Henry time. He always uh, picks up his slack um, from the beginning of the year. So um, I, I think that's he will go he will go over for this one. All right, so moving on to the Tennessee wide receivers, starting with A.J. Brown, projection of 15.6. In a full-point po- full PPR game, this is pretty much a, a, a even line for A.J. Brown. He typically is the receiver to get, like, four catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. So it's whether he's getting the touchdown or not in this. He has a pretty safe floor and has proven that um, ever since he got back from his injury. I think I'm going to be taking the uh, over on this just because I think he's the the receiver that ends up getting the touchdowns this week between him and Corey Davis. Uh, yep. Um, can I also take the over 15.6. 
uh, I guess I'm not, you know, totally confident in it because it, it seems like this guy's had a touchdown every single week since he came back. And uh, I, I just don't know if that's completely sustainable, especially against Indianapolis. But um, going with Ryan Tannehill's over of the 18, somebody's got to get a touchdown. And yeah, I can definitely see it more being AJ Brown over like Corey Davis. Um, and like what I'm going to assume is that he's going to get Xavier Rhodes in this game. And AJ AJ Brown just he's he's a man amongst boys out there. He won't have any problem with that. So yeah, I'm going to go with the over. Um, yeah, actually uh, confirming what you said there, Connor, um, about him scoring a touchdown every single week that he's since he came back from injury. Uh, that is true. He has scored a touchdown every single week. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, that's got to end sometime, right? Got to end at some point, I'm assuming. Um, so, I think I'm going to go with the under on this one. Um, it's very possible that he gets the over, gets uh, 100 yards, touchdown. Uh, that would hit the over, but... Uh, I'm going to say that uh, the touchdown streak ends this week against uh, uh, a dominant Colts defense. So, All right, so then on the contrary, and if you're betting the over, you typically are going to bet the under on Corey Davis, uh, and that's what I'm going to be doing in this situation. I don't, I don't think uh, this offense is big enough to keep two wide receivers um, relevant every single week kind of thing especially when they're they're known for running the ball so i i think it's a aj brown johnny smith and and derrick henry week so i'll be taking the under on Corey davis's 11.4 yep i'm gonna do the same um i feel like Corey davis is kind of like the, the way i see him hitting the over is having a like a very like a long catch probably like 40 50 yards and maybe a touchdown on it but indianapolis they have you know good safeties good good corners uh the rookie safety whose name is escaping me right now he's been pretty solid julian blackman i think is his name after uh god now now the other safety's name is escaping me it, whatever it was their, their starting safety no that's that's for Tennessee. Uh, the Colts safety. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Malik Hooker. Yeah, yeah. Once he went down, Julian Blackman came in, and he's been, you know, stellar. He's been fantastic in that role, and I I think he'll he'll be fine. Um. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna go with the Corey Davis under on this one. Not exactly confident in that either, just because I think it'll. One of the touchdowns will either go to AJ Brown or Corey Davis, so I'm I'm going with AJ Brown this week. So Corey Davis under. Yeah, um, yeah, you know Corey Davis is extremely frustrating for me, especially because uh, I think Blake knows this more than anyone. But uh, ever since he came into the league, I was always saying, you know, it's uh, it's Corey Davis time. This is his uh, breakout year. And, um, I mean, this year, I, I feel like he gets a lot of the targets. Um, like, I'm looking at his uh, his stats right now. Um, I mean, his, like, receptions per, per game. I mean, um, like, two weeks ago, he had eight receptions, 128 yards, tutty. Um, six receptions, 35 yards, touchdown. Um, 
five receptions, 69 yards, no touchdowns, and uh, all those uh, hit the over for Corey Davis. And I said that A.J. Brown was going to go under. Um, so I, I think uh, just because of his volume of targets, um, the amount of receptions that he usually gets per week, um, I, I'm going to go with the over for Corey. All right, so moving on to the last spot of the Thursday night game, we got Johnny Smith, um, tight end for the Titans. Like I said, I think it's a, a Johnny Smith, rev- or not revenge, but uh, comeback week. He's coming off a game where he scored a touchdown, uh, previously breaking a streak of like three, four games where he's kind of just been a dud or hurt or what what you have it. So I think this is the week that, He's going to hit the over of seven and a half. Um, they'll at least get him three catches, that kind of thing. And it's whether he can uh, make that first guy miss because he's one of the few tight ends in the league that are not a catch and get hit and go down by the first guy kind of guy. Yep. Um, he's my over as well at 7.5. Uh, I don't know. What what I feel like is going to happen this game is they're going to have Darius Leonard kind of on him, and Darius Leonard hasn't actually been that great in coverage this year. If you've kind of watched a couple of Colts games, um, and and he's actually been hurt. He's been getting hurt in a couple of games, so maybe something is bothering him coming into this game because it's been a short week. So I, I think John o. Smith can easily get like four receptions, 36 yards, whatever that that would be. I don't think that'll be a problem. And if he gets a touchdown, well, (laughs) there it is. And yeah, with me taking Ryan Tannehill's over, I will correlate that with Jonu Smith as well. So I'm going over this week. Yeah. Yeah. Jonu Smith kind of has been frustrating um, for me. Um, cause I have him in fantasy and sure he's been frustrating for other, um, Johnny Smith fantasy owners. Uh, he usually either goes off for like two touchdowns or he just gets like one reception for like 10 yards or something like that. Um, however, I mean th- this week he literally just needs to get a five yard touchdown and, uh, that is his, uh, his points. So I, I think I'm going to go with the, with the over on him this week. All right, so that wraps up the Thursday night projection pick picks of the week. So now we're going to start to get into the questions that we have from Twitter of the week. Um, our first one here is coming from Daniel, and uh, he has a question. A.J. Brown or Tyler Boyd in a full-point PPR? Uh <sighs> This one is is tough for me, honestly. Uh, Tyler Boyd, they kind of have a shitty matchup in Pittsburgh, um, and AJ Brown kind of has you know a shitty matchup in Indy too. And like we were saying, it, it could be the, you know a Corey Davis show, Johnny Smith show, or it could be AJ Brown show. You you really don't know. But I would think in this instance that you got to go A.J. Brown. I mean, the guy's had a touchdown, like you said, every single week that he's been back. So, um, 
Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Tyler Boyd on this one. Tyler Boyd is the guy in uh, in Cincinnati right now. Took A.J. Green's uh, spot. Um, A.J. Green, like we said before, is the Alfred Pennyworth <laughs> of that uh, of that <laughs> of, of that offense. Uh, T. Higgins, the Robin. Tyler Boyd, the Batman. So uh, Tyler Boyd getting in an unbelievable amount of targets from Joe Burrow. Um, he's a, I believe he's a top ten fantasy wide receiver as of uh, right now, and uh, I I would uh, I would say that he's a must start every single week. Uh, it is tough with AJ Brown, um, but based on what I said about the uh, Thursday night game um, this week, I'm gonna be going with Tyler Boyd in this case. I I think that the Bengals are gonna be down most of this game to the Steelers. Um, so they're obviously going to have to pass it, and uh, who better to throw it to than your number one wide receiver, Tyler Boyd. So, I think I'm going same direction as you. I think that uh, Tyler Boyd's the the new number one there, and he's gonna he's gonna be the guy that Joe Burrow's gonna look to this week. So, not really much more to add on. You you covered it pretty well. So, two Tyler Boyds and one AJ Brown on that one. <clears throat> Next one I got also from Twitter. Uh, pick one for the flex: um, Juju, Devontae Parker, Robbie Anderson, and DeAndre Swift. And it's a half point PPR. This one is a little bit, a uh, little bit more of an open question. There's a lot more variance that in in these players. I think um, Robbie Anderson's kind of on the downturn. Devontae Parker, not really any confidence there. Juju has a good matchup. DeAndre Swift is a running back. They tend to get more 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 touches. So where where are you guys leaning in this one? I I actually got Devontae Parker on this one. Uh Juju is also interesting to me because of the matchup in Cincinnati. But I, I really think he's just, he he's like their third receiver. I think at this point, I think it's Deontay, and then it's Claypool, and then it's Juju. So, Devontae Parker, I kind of have him seeing as uh, Preston Williams will be out this week. And he he's really their only, their only guy, I think, on offense. Tua will look to him a lot, I feel like. So, I mean, Robbie and DeAndre, like, th- those aren't terrible options either. But the, looking at the matchups, uh, DeAndre Swift is against Washington. Robbie against uh, Tampa Bay. Those are a little bit kind of shitty. So I'm going to go with Devontae Parker against Arizona. Yeah, so this one's actually kind of tough for me here. Uh, Juju been very disappointing for uh, a lot of fantasy owners. Um, coming into the year, he was a top 30 player um, in most leagues um people were probably taking him in like third round fourth round um hasn't been playing that way uh people thought that he was going to be a um number one number two wide receiver for their fantasy teams this year um Devontae parker however is going to be um he, he's going to be my pick um for this uh preston williams uh he's going to be out correct most likely yeah. he would he was carted off last week so yeah, so yeah pro- probably going to be out this week so um <laughs> i mean 
<laughs> the hell are you laughing at? <laughs> he got carted off last week. Yeah, he's probably most likely going to be out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm going to be going with Devontae Parker. Um, he's going to be the number one receiver in Miami. So, Devontae Parker. Uh, I'm going with Juju in this one. I think that um, as much as it seems like um, Chase Claypool is the new hot thing in, in Pittsburgh and Dante has his weeks where he'll drop two touchdowns, but that's never when I start him. I think it's uh, a Juju week this week. He last week scored another touchdown. Um, and, and I know Ben likes throwing him the ball. I mean, Pittsburgh might be having him on the outs, knowing they're not going to sign him next year, that kind of situation. But I still think Ben Roethlisberger is going to, going to have more opportunity if he ends up playing. But if not, then throw that out the window and you start DeAndre Swift. If Mason Rudolph's starting, you want to get the fuck out of Pittsburgh. You don't want any part of that. All right, moving on to the next one. We got a pick one, uh, full point PPR for a flex. J.D. McKissick, Brandon Ayuk, and Jalen Rieger. Um, It's really... Really difficult in this one for me. I have, I have some personal bias with Jalen Rieger. I have him in a couple leagues where I'm hoping that he ends up panning out. Brandon Ayuk's kind of a, a question mark right now. Although you you like the player, you just don't know what you're going to get out of the quarterback this week with with Garoppolo out. Jaden McKissick, he's not a sexy option, but trust me, he's going to get his passing game work in a full-point PPR, uh, he's probably your safest floor. What do you guys think on that? Um, so, I don't know. The way that I see it is I actually have – so I have Washington upsetting Detroit. So that, that wouldn't really make any sense because, like, if, if uh, Washington is down, J.D. McKissick is going to get the work. He's going to get the pass – passing volume he's he's basically in on every third down that they have they hardly use antonio gibson on third downs it's always him so he's interesting to me Ayuk is i mean he's just basically the number one wide receiver but you don't know what's going to happen with that offense and then jalen rieger is another little bit of a question mark so i think it could be him or it could be a fulcum game you don't really know so, uh, my option would just would just be go with the with the running back here and go JD McKissick. I agree. I think you just in this situation, uh, you just got to go for the st- stability, the the guaranteed points. Brandon Ayuk, uh, as much as he might have a ceiling, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's worthy of him starting over J.D. McKissick with how, how frequent they're throwing to him, especially with Alex Smith. Alex Smith fucking loves throwing to the running back. So, Yeah, I'm actually going to stray away from you guys. I'm actually going to go with Brandon Ayuk here. Um, I mean, last week, uh, Richie James, he had that huge game against the Packers. Um, I mean, he, he was basically their uh, wide receiver one last week. He had like 180 yards, uh, like 10 catches. And, uh, I mean, th- this week it's going to be Brandon Ayuk and Richie James for their wide receivers. 
and uh, obviously Brandon Ayuk is a more more popular option here in that offense. So uh, I think that he could have a big game against the uh, Saints. Uh, they're going to be looking to throw the ball, um, I'd say. Um, I mean, I have the Saints winning this game. So um, they're going to be looking to throw um, more or less in this game. So I'm going to be going with Brandon Ayuk, who is going to be their uh, their number one option here on offense this week. All right, so moving on to the next one, have a bit of a trade call. Uh, the trade is Daryl Henderson and J.K. Dobbins for Leonard Fournette and Noah Fant. Uh, would you do this trade? Uh, no, because I do not trust Noah Fant, and I do not trust Leonard Fournette in an offense where both of those running backs are used heavily. And, I mean, if it's a PPR, that it kind of changes things because Fournette is more of their pass-catching back, which is odd. But, no, I, I, I still would not take that. Dylan, what about you? What do you think? What was the um, question again? It is Daryl Henderson and J.K. Dobbins for Leonard Fournette and Noah Fan. Which side? Uh, which side would you rather have? Uh, this one's uh, this one's kind of tough here. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Leonard Fournette. He's really hasn't really shown that he's the uh, um, RB one in Tampa Bay this year. Um, no offense has been kind of disappointing. Um, I mean, Daryl Henderson, I mean, you really don't know with that Rams offense. I mean, some weeks they can go with Daryl Henderson. Other weeks they're throwing in, like, Malcolm Brown. Um, and then J.K. Dobbins really hasn't proven really anything at all this year. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go with uh, I'd rather have Leonard Fournette and Noah Fan just because they're, they're upside. So. All right. Well, with this one, I'm going to go I'd rather have J.K. Dobbins and Daryl Henderson. And the reason that I'm doing that is because that trade actually just got done in the middle of this podcast. And uh, I completed a trade with Austin to where I would be acquiring Daryl Henderson and J.K. Dobbins while trading away Noah uh, Fant and Leonard Fournette, who fucking cost me last week and kissed my ass. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's where, we're, that's where we're going with that one. We don't have Noah's Fant right. anymore, huh? <laughs> nope, Noah's Fantas is off my roster, and as much as I, I think is he is a fantastic player, I, he, his injury, his ankle injury, is driving me to the ends of the earth, and I'm I'm done dealing with his bullshit. So, all right, moving on to the next question. Here we have need two running backs in a full point PPR league: Antonio Gibson, Leonard Fournette, and Duke Johnson. I think uh, right away, <laughs> this kind of relates to what we were just talking about. Leonard Fournette is a piece of shit. Uh, he has not proven that he's the, the number one running back. He's costed me weeks, and out of spite, I'd bench him. Although it is full point PPR, and he got six catches last week. So, I mean, that helps, but not enough. I think Duke Johnson with David Johnson um, injured with his his concussion. I think he'll be out this week, and Duke Johnson will get uh, a large... Workload this week. 
while Antonio Gibson, I think, is an ascending player, while Leonard Fournette's kind of just a uneven. You don't really know with him. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm going with what you said. Uh, Duke Johnson. I just actually picked him up off of waivers this week because I also believe that uh, David Johnson will be out. And Cleveland, it, it's an okay matchup for them, actually. They've, they've kind of given up a lot of points to running backs this year. So I, I would go with, with Duke Johnson. I think he's the safest play out of all of them. So you have to pick two, right? Or just one? Yeah, you had to pick two. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, it's two? With... Yeah, who's your other corner? It, it would probably just be Antonio Gibson. Because yeah. Le- Leonard Fournette is just, he's an unsafe option, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I'd be taking Antonio Gibson, Duke Johnson. Uh, David Johnson's kind of been a like a safe um, start. He usually basically gets like the same amount of points every single week, about like 10 points um, in standard leagues anyway. Um, I think Duke Johnson will be able to replicate that. Antonio Gibson has been a... Um, a good starter for fantasy leagues this year, and Leonard Fournette. I mean, he has a big ceiling, but he hasn't really, like I said before, um, shown that he's the RB one in uh, Tampa Bay with uh, Rojo still there. So, Antonio Gibson, Duke Johnson. All right. So now we got a full point PPR. Fill the flex. Uh, Curtis Samuel or T Higgins. This is a tricky question. Curtis Samuel's been on fire lately, but T Higgins has kind of kind of been all right too. So you guys riding the hot hand and going with Curtis Samuel or sticking with T Higgins in this one? Yeah, this one is tough. Uh I think I would go T Higgins because Oh, just just because I think he has more of a a guaranteed workload over Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel, like he gets these rushing attempts, he gets all this random crap. But like T. Higgins in a game that where I think uh, Cincinnati's going to have to throw the ball, and Joe Burrow, he obviously likes T. Higgins. I like T. Higgins a lot. I just think let, let's go with the better player in an offense where they're going to have to throw the ball. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to be going with uh, Robin in this situation. T. Higgins, Chris Samuel is uh, like Blake said, he has been on fire in recent weeks, which is kind of frustrating for I, I'm sure for people that are uh, owners of Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Um, but I mean. T. Higgins has a higher floor, in my opinion, so I I would just be sticking with T. Higgins because he he's he's good for probably about like at least like four or five catches, like fifty yards somewhere on there. Um, so I'd be going with T. Higgins in this case. I think I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel. Uh, the Panthers are hot right now. Um, they're they're making plays. Their offense is really impressing me. I think I'm. Going to stick with uh, Curtis Samuel in this because he's the hot hand and he's performing on a week-to-week basis. So it's hard for me to 
to turn that away right now when there's so many different weapons in in um, Cincinnati that Joe Burrow could choose to use. All right, and so for the last question that we have here is uh, Phil the Flex, uh, non, non-PPR, standard scoring league, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor, or Zach Moss. It's kind of a ugly trio if you look at last week's performances, but... Uh, God. Um, who does Buffalo play? Who do the Ravens play? Buffalo plays Arizona, and the Ravens play the Patriots. Hmm. I'm going with I'm going with uh, um, Dobbins on this one. I think that, to be honest with you, Dylan, the the Patriots' run defense is fucking putrid. Oh, I know. And Don't worry about uh, it. I know. And and the Ravens are gonna damn well take advantage of that this week. I think it's I think it's J.K. Dobbins' week. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins, no doubt in my mind. Jonathan Taylor, don't really know um, what's going on with that backfield. Uh, Zach Moss, don't really know what's going on with that backfield either. Um, it's looking like Zach Moss is getting <laughs> more involved in the uh, the offense because. I think they see that Devin Singletary is not their answer at running back at all. Putrid. Um, but, yeah, I mean, looking at matchups here, J.K. Dobbins, um, uh, the Ravens are going to be ahead in this game um, the entire time. And, uh, I mean, they got to run the ball um, to uh, wind down that clock. So I'm going J.K. Dobbins for this one. Yeah, I don't know. This is tough. I was leaning JK. Um, yeah, and I, I think I'll go with him because he, yeah, like you said, the, the Patriots run defense isn't very good. Uh, but the only, the only thing is I was kind of thinking about Zach Moss because he gets inside the five carries a lot more than Devin Singletary has. In fact, I think he had he had two touchdowns like two weeks ago, and then one touchdown yep. uh, last week. So like I'm, I was kind of thinking of him, but I don't know because both these guys could get vultured by either Josh Allen or Lamar on the goal line. So that's a little tough. But I'll go with J.K. just because I think he'll have a more guaranteed uh, workload, and that the Ravens will be up in this game. All right, so that will do it for the Twitter questions of the week. That being said, I will give it back to Dylan. Yeah, so uh, now uh, what we've done in past weeks, um, we're going to be doing our Sunday showdown lineups on DraftKings. Um, For those of you that haven't done this before, um, basically what it is is uh, you have the games from 12 o'clock and then the 3 o'clock games. Uh, You have a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a defense. so yeah, I will uh, give it to any of you guys if you guys want to start. I'll go ahead and start this week. I need to I need to mix it up here, mix up my mojo, my picks, my lineups. And they haven't really been that great. Last week's wasn't terrible, but wasn't wasn't the winner. So striving for better. This week uh, I'm starting off with Jared Goff as my quarterback. Very favorable matchup in Seattle. Uh, the worst against uh, fantasy quarterbacks this year. 6,500, I think, is a, a value play for Jared Goff, and he's got more than enough opportunity to take advantage of that 
weak secondary. Moving on to running back, my first one, I have Aaron Jones. I think this is the return of Aaron Jones week. He played last week, but he obviously wasn't full bore. Uh, I think he is this week, and versus Jacksonville, he is going to feast. Uh, my other running back, I have Duke Johnson, like I was saying earlier. With David Johnson out, I think, at $5,000 versus Cleveland, that gives up a decent amount of points to fantasy running backs. Uh, Duke Johnson's going to have more than enough opportunity this week. He's going to get at least 20, 20 touches, I believe. <clears throat> Moving on to my first wide receiver, I have Tyler Lockett. Like Dylan uh, highlighted in the last episode, Tyler Lockett looks to be the man this week with Jalen Rob Ramsey. Uh, more than likely traveling to cover DK Metcalf. Uh, Tyler Lockett's going to be the the man that Russell Wilson's going to look to uh, early and often. Moving on to my next wide receiver. Staying in that same game, I have Robert Woods. I believe that uh, if you're going to take a quarterback, if you want to win the line, win the Millie Maker, unless you're absolutely perfect, you got to stack a quarterback and wide receiver or tight end, and I'm sticking with Robert Woods this week. He's a value play at 6,600, uh, not breaking the bank, but um, definitely going to be serviceable, and he's known as one of those PPR receivers. So moving on to the last wide receiver, I have Jalen Rieger, uh, 4,200. I think this is his breakout week. He's There was a lot of early reports that Jalen Rieger was uh, tearing it up in, in training camp, and then the injury ended up derailing the early part of his season. So I think this is where they fire him up and uh, unleash him as a weapon. Moving on to tight end, I got TJ Hawkinson. Uh, he's been absolutely stellar this year. Uh, one of the one of the few tight ends that you could actually rely on for the most part. Uh, 5,100 going against the second-worst defense versus fantasy tight ends in Washington. Uh, he's set up to be uh, a major smash this week. Uh, moving on to my flex slot, I have Chris Godwin at 6,000. Uh, I think Tom Brady's going to have multiple weapons to throw to, and I think it's Chris Godwin this week after another week of dealing with his his uh, finger injury. I believe that he'll have more than enough opportunity, and uh, Tom Brady likes throwing him the ball. So, Moving on to the last spot, which is my defense. I have the Cleveland Browns at 2,900. Uh, versus Houston. Houston does seem to put up some points, but at the same time, they like to give up a lot of sacks, and Browns, the Browns' defense is um, good at getting turnovers, so I'll stick with them this week. All right. Um, I actually have a lot, um, a lot of players that are similar to yours. I got Jared Goff at quarterback. I'm just I'm projecting uh, this game to be the highest highest uh, scored game on the slate. So Jared Goff is going to get his against the worst uh, pass defense in the NFL. And then, yep, I got Aaron the Jones at running back. Of the NFL. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. What By a thousand yards? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's it's really ridiculous. They're on pace to be. Like, yeah, like he's at the worst passing defense in the history of the NFL. And then, yep, Aaron Jones at running back. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of trying to leverage this. I got Aaron Jones and I got another player later that we'll talk about. 
to get away from Devontae Adams because his price tag is so high. And then at four thousand, I got I got Mike Davis. I mean, <laughs> this guy at four thousand with Chris McCaffrey already being ruled out. I think he's just a plug and play guy. Uh, even if he busts, you know, at like twelve points, even if he has in the range of like ten to twelve points, at four thousand, that is, you know, well enough that you still get a decent value out of him. Twelve points is is three times value, which is more than enough than of like what you need at at that salary. And then I got a double stack for. Jared Goff with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Um, I I think, like I said before, and like I said on the other podcast, is that this game is going to be high scoring. There's going to be a lot of touchdowns going their way. There are a couple guys that you can pivot to in here if you want to get you know a higher a flex spot or a higher tight end. You could go with Josh Reynolds. Uh, he's a guy who's uh, thirty five hundred on this slate and could easily vulture a touchdown from one of these guys. And then with a bring back player, I'm taking Tyler Lockett. Uh, It couldn't really work with the way I wanted to make this lineup, putting in DK Metcalf and with him against uh, Jalen Ramsey. I think it's a solid option to just go with Tyler Lockett after his week that he had uh, last week. Maybe a lot of people will, you know, Want to go DK because the guy had a bad matchup and he still produced. Tyler Lockett had a good matchup and he didn't produce. So kind of leverage the field. Maybe he comes in a little bit lower owned than than you think. And then at tight end here, I got uh, Robert Tanyan, actually. At 3,600, there's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored in this game. And I'm going to... Like I said, kind of leverage off of uh, or pivot off of Devontae Adams and go with a couple other guys that will get touchdowns, picking Aaron Jones and Robert Tanyan. And then at flex, I actually have Joe Mixon against Pittsburgh. It's a really shitty matchup, but I think coming off of uh, an injury, a lot of people don't like to do this. They don't like to play like Delvin Cook two weeks ago when he came off his injury. And then CMC last week, him coming off an injury, he still smashed with like 37 points or whatever the fuck he had. So I think Joe Mixon is a good play here at 6,100, even though it's it's against Pittsburgh, which is kind of shitty. But he'll have he'll have a guaranteed 20 touches. And then just at defense, I took whatever I I had left for salary and went to the Giants. Because I predicted this game to kind of be a, a turnover battle. So you could see the Giants getting a couple turnovers, not allowing that many points. Okay. Um, yeah, so for my quarterback, I have Tom Brady, um, my guy. Um, I think that he's going to have a big bounce back game uh, against Carolina this week. Uh, I said that in the last podcast. And. Also, um, he's playing against me, so, I mean, of course he's going to go off. And then for my running back, I have Mike Davis, who was uh, very serviceable um, when Christian McCaffrey was out, and it's looking like Christian's going to be out this week. 
So uh, Mike Davis um, at 4,000 is a very good deal. Um, and then for my second running back, I uh, I have James Robinson against the Packers, who have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. I also said this in the last podcast that um, if the Jags want to win this game, they got to do exactly what the Vikings did with Dalvin Cook, um, just run it down their throats. And then for wide receiver, um, this is a guy that, honestly, I feel like you kind of have to have him in there. And that's Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams has been just absolutely unbelievable um, ever since he came back. And uh, I think he's due for another big week against Jacksonville. And then for my second wide receiver, I have Brandon Ayuk. Um, Like I said before, um, Brandon Ayuk is going to have a a big week against the Saints. Um, He's going to be their number one option on offense uh, this week. And then um, I have one of my touchdown scorers of the week from last podcast. I have Antonio Brown. Um, I, I said that Tom Brady is going to have a big week this week. And uh, I think it's kind of going to be like one of those games um, like last year um, when he was on the Patriots, uh, that one game that he played for the Patriots. Uh, he's going to kind of get the ball. Um, uh, what am I trying to say here? Um He's going to get the ball a lot. He's going to get a lot of targets, and Tom is going to uh, feed it to him. And uh, I haven't scored a touchdown this week, so might as well ride that with the uh, with the lineup this week. And then for my tight end, I have Dallas Goddard uh, against the Giants. Um, everyone knows that Carson Wentz loves his tight ends, uh, so I put him in there. And then for my flex, I have um, Robin T. Higgins. Um, he always gets a lot of targets, like I've said previously, and uh, I think that this is going to be uh, one of those games where he gets uh, a large volume. And then for my defense, I also have the Giants. Um, Carson Wentz, obviously, very prone, um, turnover prone. Uh, so I I, uh, I think that the Giants could have a big week this week on defense. So um, that will do it for us on uh, this episode of The Visor. Uh, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. Also, make sure you guys follow up, follow us on Twitter for updates. Um, like when we drop our new podcast, um, do that two times a week. So uh, we will see you guys next week on The Visor.